You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 75. Today I'm going to talk about letting go of attachment to other people and how challenging it can feel when you've had a fear of loss or other fears for a long time. At the moment, I seem to be going through a big, often challenging personal shift the black dog of depression revisited me this past week and I've been facing fear of loss, realising that I've been protecting myself from loss by keeping good things away from me. For example, joy, love, friendship and abundance. But something else came up this week that's really hard for me. Working through letting go of this protection strategy that kept me safe for so long, even if it kept me in a perpetual state of lack and sorrow, I realised that because of my past loss experiences, I've been holding on to people I love. And while it may seem perfectly human and natural to do so, for me it feels quite debilitating and limiting When my mum had cancer last year, I didn't realise how much I was holding on to her. I began to envisage all the worst case scenarios that could happen. And while I know I have lost people, close people, and it's natural to experience fear and grief, I now know that holding on to people is no longer working for me. My best friend Michael is... 82 years old. We've lived together for over 16 years now. In a way, we're kind of like husband and wife. In a friendship sense, we are one another's eyes and ears. We have each other's backs. We are unconditional in our love and we love each other's company. As odd as such a huge age gap sounds, Michael is more a 50-year-old in mentality and body, normally very fit and healthy. But I've been very reluctant to face the prospect of him leaving the planet. Fearing what would happen, how would I cope? The attachment to him has been so great. I would imagine even leaving the planet alongside him because... The thought of him not being there 
was so painful to me and is still so painful to me. My attachment to him was not just emotional but physical too and he has been supporting me in many ways, financially and other ways and so many fearful scenarios have flooded through my mind. So while I try to protect myself from the good in life, this fear of loss was all pervading. This week he got sick and I'm going to the doctors with him soon today when I'm recording this. He has had incredible pain in his left ear and yesterday started getting lumps on his face and then today they spread. He has been still high-spirited through the pain. He's a fighter and he has never really gotten sick since the time I've known him. Far more healthy than I've been and it's really thrown me. And it didn't pass by me that the moment I started to consider letting go of my fear of loss, the protection strategy for life, he suddenly got sick. It was like life was amping up my learning that apart from releasing this protection strategy that doesn't work for me, I needed to face my fear of loss and death. Now I'm not scared of my own death. My greatest fear is those I love dying. Because the pain of my father's death when I was 26 was so deep to me. And as somewhat a loner with few friends locally, the thought of letting him go pains me greatly. But I now know I have to let him go. Not so much say goodbye as he is still here but to let go of the attachment to him, the neediness, neediness and dependence on him. And I imagine I am not the only one who feels this way. Many of us, when in relationships or with family, if we have already experienced incredible loss, if we have other loved ones, we may cling on to them, hold on for dear life, literally. It is hard indeed to let this go. I understand if you struggle with this. In many ways, all of these fears have been tapping into my own abandonment issues. Because the feeling of abandonment has come up countless times in my life, not just through death, but through people choosing to walk away, be it physically or emotionally. And it has also in a way triggered a sense of separation anxiety. Now separation anxiety can go back to early life trauma or other experiences. I think when I was a baby I was apparently taken away from my mother for around 24 hours while she recovered from the birth. It was during that era that midwives thought this was a good idea. It's not so much now whereas babies go straight to their mothers pretty much skin-on-skin contact, so there's a lot more connection there. I can only imagine many people of my generation and earlier may have this separation anxiety without realising it. I also remember going on a little adventure at around the age four when I was on holiday and 
thinking I could just wander off and I got lost. And when my parents finally found me, they started shouting at me for doing this. So no doubt this tapped into this also. Now in adult life, I'm aware that if I go away for a few days or weeks from my best friend, I fear because I'm not with him, he will die. This is how extreme this fear has been. It is such a fear of letting go of attachment to him and a lack of trust in life and its grand design. Worrying is something I have done a lot in my life. With a lot of my life being filled with anxiety. I used to have panic attacks many years ago. It's not so much now. I, Until recently and I've been triggered, but... I was trained very early on to worry about a lot of things. My mum was and is a worrywart. Not so much now, but my dad, before my dad died, she was really a worrywart. She would worry about what people thought of her. She worried about so many things. I learned early on that life could not be trusted. So when I am triggered like this, my worry mind kicks in and goes into overdrive. Already trying to work out what I need to know if I lose my best friend. Wondering how will I cope. It's hard. The fear of losing loved ones can make us become very irrational. By beginning to think the worst possible case scenarios that could happen. We, have a, we may have a breakdown. We lose our home. We may think we're going to be homeless. That is a personal fear of mine. We also think that we are incapable of handling such a huge change when our history says otherwise. We look upon the potential loss and remember the pain of grief, but we forget how strong and resourceful we were. We forget that we can cope with big, even painful change. We get locked into the I won't be able to handle this way of thinking. And because death anxiety can cause us to feel this way, we try and control the imaginary future by clinging on more tightly to those we love. Sometimes we can even suffocate them and a result of this is being overly codependent and not giving the other person space to breathe which can lead to them leaving us so we experience the loss we feared all along. It's an oddly strange thing we do, this need to feel safe by controlling, but many of us do this. We may find that we don't trust our partners or family members to take care of what needs doing, so we turn into bossy control freaks. Because of instead of admitting we are afraid, we become super organised to prevent the extra pain we perceive could happen when loss arrives at our door. Which it inevitably will, because we all die at some point. Experiencing loss can create so many scenarios we use to keep us feeling more safe. But the comfort zone of control in the long term becomes even more shaky and uncertain. So it is then that we begin the journey to facing death again, but doing so consciously before loss and learning to let go of attachments to those we love. So how do we let go of attachments and holding on to those we love? 
Well, I'm simply beginning this process. So for me, it's beginning by being honest and realistic. Accepting that we are scared and forgiving the part of us that try to keep us safe from this feeling. We can then prepare in some small ways. If it is a relationship or family member, getting to know about what we will need to do after they die. As morbid as this sounds, it can actually create a sense of not control, but just a safety, a trust that we've got things sorted. Do we have insurance policies at hand, bank details, next of kin phone numbers, simple things? But it removes the extra fear of being thrown into a panic and not knowing what to do when it happens. And for me, I've begun doing something, once again, called emotional freedom technique. It's a form of acupressure tapping on points on the body. It's free to do, and I follow someone on YouTube called Brad Yates. He's got videos on everything you can possibly think of, from depression to worrying to fear of loss, attachment and more. So if you have a particular fear, pop over to his YouTube channel and just go into the search box and you'll probably find a video that deals with whatever issue you're kind of struggling with right now. And for some of you listening, you may need the help of a therapist, especially if your death, your fear of death anxiety is extremely panic orientated. It can help you to talk it over with someone outside your situation. It is good to get things in proper perspective because anxiety can make us think often illogical and dramatically future scenarios that haven't actually happened yet. And finally, begin to really look at your life from the here and now. Look at your loved ones from a place of they are here now and I can love and enjoy our time together. And accept the fact that you never really know when someone is going to leave the planet. From young to old, it can happen at any time. So isn't it better that we embrace what we have while we have it, instead of fearing what we may lose? And as Norman Cousins says, death is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss is what dies inside us while we live. Choose to live now and let life and death take care of itself. Embrace the moment. Thanks for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or topic you are struggling with and would like me to answer an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd also love to hear from you. I'd love some feedback to see what you think of the podcast episodes. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. And you can also support me via my channel on my podcast page on my website kellymartinspeaks.co.uk 
via PayPal. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.